0: First Take, the Least Boring Banking Podcast, is an attempt to make banking unboring and tell you all the tips, tricks, and news you need to know regarding your banking life.
1: Brought to you by two former news anchors who are just trying to make banking a little more personable, a little less boring.
0: Roll it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to First Take, the Least Boring Banking Podcast. I'm Blake. And I'm Allison. It is so good to have you here with us again. What episode are we on?
1: Nine? I don't I, know. I, I misnumbered something last time, and I realized it.
0: You had a little misnomer? I,
1: yeah, but you can go in and edit it, so maybe people didn't realize, but I did. And so are we on nine? We are. I, I think so.
0: Okay. I, I ask that every episode, and you normally know. I'm so pretty sure I'm it's nine. Uh, so today, we are talking about payments. Now, that may seem to the outsider as a boring topic, but it's actually... Probably one of my more favorite banking topics right now. It's the most rapidly changing in the financial world. Uh, and it is also the point and the source of a lot of fraud. Mm-hmm. So it's a very important topic for us. It's something that the bank spends a lot of time uh, negotiating on. It's something that I personally spend a lot of time looking at and thinking about, as does the rest of our digital team, uh, as to how do we approach payments, in particular faster payments, uh, safer payments, but also, uh, we know that there's a lot of ways to move money out there, uh, and the issues that we see from things like, when well, we say P2P, we're talking mm-hmm. about uh, Venmo, Cash App, Sell, PayPal, right, different things like that. So that's kind of our topic for today, and I, I think it's a good one. Uh, we really don't have a true agenda um, we're not bringing on an expert. I'm not saying I'm an expert. I'm just saying that, like... You see a lot of it. I've done a lot of research with this. Right. Us as a bank, we spend a lot of time in this arena. So we're going to kind of give you First National Bank's perspective. That's all we can do, just as a reminder. We can give you our perspective. Uh, we invite you to do your own research. We invite you to look into these things. And again, uh, if you want to go to our social media pages and comment and leave us questions, things like that, we are more than happy to respond to those in later episodes. But for now, we're going to kind of give you where we stand on the whole... Uh, faster payments issue but just payments in general i'm sure everybody uses some version of venmo cash app oh
1: i'm i mean i think i have an app for every single one of them on my phone because because you run into people and friends who you say you go out for dinner or brunch or something like that and you're trying to split the bill three ways and it's a lot easier just to do it on the back end with your friends than it is to try and have the waitress split it up or whatever just you know but you run into people who have different Mm -hmm. apps so you wind up with all of them and
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the issues, mm-hmm. is how do we, as a bank, harness that platform and have one that is singular that right. so people can use? The good news is most people have almost all of them mm-hmm. now, so that helps. Um, you just kind of go to whichever one those people have. Uh, but the good news is everybody has most of them now, so that's, that's a big start. So when we talk about payments, let's define the arenas of payment that we have. So the first would be your typical right now still the mainstream form of payment which would be your your cards Mm -hmm. so debit card credit card mastercard visa american express things like that uh you have uh different modes of bank to bank transactions Mm -hmm. which would be one we use ach which that's one that really these faster payments are trying to replace ach automated clearinghouse it's a bank-to-bank transfer, but it takes about one to three days, yes. depending on which institution you're sending through. That's too slow yes. for most people. That is what most of the time, though, if you make a payment on a loan digitally, if you make a payment on a credit card, something like that, that is typically an ACH payment. And
1: you can even, um, set, next time that you're looking at your maybe your app on your phone or something like that, if you have, um, maybe you have a payment scheduled to come out. You've already scheduled these payments to come out from, like, um, City Water and Light or your local electric company or something like that, gener- you may see it pop up on your stuff as ACH pending, and then it'll change over you know, the course of the next couple of days. Right. But again, it's over the next couple of days. It's not an instantaneous process right. that you're working with.
0: Right now, ACH is the main bank-to-bank form of payment. Mm-hmm. So any sort of electronic payment typically is an ACH. It's slow. Now, there is a same-day ACH, but it is very costly why a lot of times we don't recommend it i mean it can be you know 25 each way right so we don't like that right you want free payments uh there's a wire which is um you know there's benefits to wires they're also expensive and costly and they can be a little risky because you send a wire to the wrong person there's not a lot we can do we can right. recall ach's there's lots of things we can do ach is probably the most secure form of payment as it stands it runs through the federal reserve Um, and and a lot for example our bill pay right now our person-to-personal bill pay our regular bill payments runs through the ach rail Mm -hmm. it is the most secure uh so that that takes us now to the person-to-person faster payments options that are out there cash app venmo zelle paypal is probably the oldest of all of them Mm -hmm. it's also probably the most secure of that group um and again i'm giving my opinion on some of these things they're not Definitive facts, but I'll give you a source or two here and there as we go along. But uh, in those rails, they are using a a real-time payments rail that's typically card-based. It's a card-based transaction. It's taking it right off your card or out of a warehouse in which you already have money in, Mm -hmm. and it's sending it directly. The best thing about those is that they're instant. Yes. That person gets it into their Venmo or Zelle right then. They know they've been paid. Yeah. In this day and age, that's what people are looking for. Instantaneous gratification. You know gratification instant gratification instantaneous gratification is that too much a little too much i could have just said instant
1: instant yes instant
0: no that's all so why you're here i need you so though on those things you know you see it instantaneously now you still have to take those from those apps into your your bank account right via ach right
1: And that's where you will see. Maybe you have a uh, someone's would you twenty bucks or something like that, and you say, "Well, I want that immediately." It's like, "Okay, you can do that, but you're going to have to pay a a fee for it. Typically,
0: one percent, right?
1: Or you could wait the ah, one to three days. Yeah, exactly. So, and that again is ACH. Um, So
0: we've still not gotten away from the ACH rail, exactly, even with P two P payments, right? But we're getting there. Yes. So the reason why we wanted to talk about this is because. We are going to be offering something soon at First National Bank. I don't have an exact timeline, but it's the Zelle Mm -hmm. platform embedded into the First National Bank app. You can use it there for your person-to-person payments, and the money automatically flows back and forth into your account without any warehousing or one-to-three-day layover, nor is there a fee there. Uh, Now, there there could be fees depending on how you use it, but for our in and out there would not be one. So um, that is coming, and the reason why we want to do that is – The biggest reason is security. We can work fraud cases so much better through the Zelle platform because it has been proven Mm -hmm. to be one of the most secure platforms as far as the person-to-person payments. So that will be our preferred platform, and you can use it through your first mobile app, and then we can support you much better with fraud cases because right now, if you get caught into some sort of scam via those platforms – it's really hard for us to help you out.
1: Yeah, and let's talk about some of those things that you may run into whenever you are dealing with P2P payments. Um, in in one of these situations, in one of the, you know, be it Venmo Cash App, uh, even Facebook Pay or something like that, um, you know, if you send that money to somebody, or maybe you send it to the wrong somebody, there's...
0: It's gone. It, it's, it's like a wire. I well, mean, there's not, I mean, yeah. yeah,
1: we can't, we can't call Venmo on your behalf. Um, you know, you can try and resolve it through one of those, that outside, that third-party company, that outside company. But, you know, as far as the bank who, you know, you've entrusted us with your money and, and, and that, as far as that goes, once it's gone, it's it,
0: not much we can do. There's also a lot of laws that we're regulated by that those apps are not. So yes. while it may seem like the better idea, I'm just going to leave this money in these apps until I need it that money's not insured right? as we are via FDIC insurance. Uh, that money also is not subject to the same fraud protection as we have at the bank that we're required to do. So right. if if you know somebody gets your debit card information, there's a lot of protections you have as a consumer and typically we'll get your money back. Mm-hmm. That That's not that way. It's not in the bank. So right. yeah, you have to use these. The, this is the way people are doing business. We're not saying that. What we're saying is, don't warehouse your money in those apps. Right. If you get it via... I, I'm not going to argue the merits or the safety of the actual transaction piece of the card piece. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say that. I Everything I've read, the research I've done has suggested that uh, the Venmo, Zelle, Cash App platforms are very secure from cyber attack as far as they're not, you know, they're secure. they are not going to sue your card typically right. there. But if you send it to the wrong person or if you give somebody your login credentials, don't ever do that, by the way, but... There's not a lot. We can't protect you there. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you, you get the money via the app, you bring it into our bank, then you're safe and you're protected. Um, so don't just warehouse large amounts of money in these apps because, again, there's not the same protections. And also be extremely careful who you're sending and receiving from.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and like Blake said, who you're receiving from also, because there are scammers out there who will – send you the you know there are so many different ways that people can try and again you could accidentally send it to the wrong tiffany smith or something like that um but you know there are ways that scammers will try to basically scam you out of your money by first sending you stuff
0: yeah and it's there's a privacy issue there too at some point be sure because and i was reading an article earlier where they actually found out joe biden's venmo and they were able to trace his family members through the tree.
1: Oh my goodness! Yeah, be
0: very careful with that, right? And, and that can be used as forms of extortion. Mm-hmm. And again, we don't want to be dramatic, but be very careful with your privacy on there. A lot of times on Venmo, the payments are um, they're found like they're public. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this is from the Guardian. Uh, Joe Biden's Venmo account discovered in less than ten minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and uh, they removed the accounts, but they were also able to trace back to several of his relatives and close contacts with whom he had paid yeah and again that that could be a security issue in, in a lot of different realms people can figure out the circles you're running in
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so just again be careful on those we're not saying not use them we know you're going to use them we we use them
1: I, yeah exactly. we use them
0: that's not what we're saying but we're, we're cautioning you on this and we're also saying at some point we're going to embed the zelle in our app that will allow us a lot more ability to help you with fraud Uh, And and things like that. But just keep in mind that, you know, you call up to the bank and say, hey, I had some fraud on my Venmo. We love to help you with every issue. But unfortunately, we're going to have to refer you to Venmo or Cash App or something there. And we can't guarantee their service past that point. Right. So we're trying as a bank to get you a point to where you can do these fast P2P payments um, through our arenas, through Mm -hmm. our rails. And we'll get into some more RTP stuff later. But let me, let me tell you. So when we say fraud, what are we talking about? Again, I don't think that you're at great risk, based off the research I've done, I don't think you're at great risk of somebody hacking unless you give them out your credentials. Somebody right. hacking in there, stealing your card information. Right, because with like these
1: things, like Blake said earlier, you are inputting your card information in there to be able to get that money transferred in and out.
0: And I think there's some protection there by us, but you're really not. What we see a lot, though, of here at the bank is scams, I'm going to read you... This is an article on Consumer Report. I'm going to read you just a quick piece of it. Mm -hmm. It's very well written, by the way. Let's see who wrote this. Octavio Blanco wrote this. Very well written. Yeah. We're we're big writing fans. So, Angela Kincaid was hoping for a puppy. What she got instead was a lesson in shortcomings of peer-to-peer payment systems. He said that, not I. Trapped at home due to the COVID-19 pandemic and eager to replace a dog that had passed away, she did a Google search that landed on a site called Joyous Puppies. It had detailed information about prospective dogs, photos of happy customers playing with their canine purchase, because what is the point if you're not going to do that, and a 20-year track record in the business, according to the text. The homepage had a contact form, which she filled out expressing her interest in a $600 Shih Tzu. Then she got, or this is the quote, that's when I got snookered. I love that word. Snookered. Something tells me that uh, Angela may not be from uh, the South.
1: No, I don't don't know if I've ever used the word snooker. You've heard of Arcanes and
0: say snookered. Well,
1: I got snookered the other day. (laughs) Actually, when you say it like that, then... (laughs) It does kind I've had a relative (laughs) say that.
0: (laughs) Uh, Her furry friend was a fiction created by someone who strung her along via email and text message, then asked her to pay for the pooch using Zelle because his usual payment processing service was down.
1: Yeah. Okay, so let's just go back to, you know her on this website looking for a puppy, them saying on that website, oh, we're, we've been in business for 20 years. Look at all these pictures. You know how easily someone could come up with that website, Absolutely. grab pictures online somewhere, throw them on a website, and then add some text like, oh, no, we, uh, we're we're accredited by this person. And look at this person's review. When it probably took them about an hour to throw all that together and oh, make yeah. it look nice. and oh, We could do that. Yeah.
0: I mean, you and I both could do that. Yeah. Uh, soon after sending the money, She was contacted by a fictitious transportation company requesting $900 to deliver the puppy in a temperature controlled crate. Of course, she's a good person. Angela's a good person. She didn't want the puppy to get cold or hurt. They said it was a deposit that would be refunded when the puppy left the plane. Okay, I'm going to say this. This happened on a P2P site. This could happen to you in real life with your debit card or anything else. If, if they start doing things like this to you, yeah. just get out. There's no puppy. Yeah. There absolutely is no puppy.
1: Because then once that once they get that $900 mm-hmm. out of you, then they're going to come up with something else that happened that they're going to need an extra 300 and if you could send that and
0: Right. Once the money had been sent, both the fake breeder and transport company disappeared along what? with any immediate hope of restitution. She had no way to recover the funds of the peer-to-peer payments because they're processed instantaneously, just like cash. It's like mm-hmm. handing somebody cash. uh uh, that's why it's handy but they don't offer fraud protection like credit cards right um and so that's what we're talking about Mm -hmm. that's so i want to read that again once the money was sent the fake breeder the transport company disappeared she had no way to recover the funds because peer-to-peer payments are processed instantaneously like cash yep just set it on fire yeah that's why P2P payment services don't offer fraud protection like credit cards or banks, which aren't processed immediately. Again, I'm attributing that to Consumer Reports article. Uh, very good, solid article. Very well done by Octavio Blanco there. So, again, that's that's the type of scam you would run into. If it, it, There's a lot of risk to Facebook Marketplace. Yes. Um, there's a lot of risk to uh, di- different buying things online and then them wanting it Venmo, Cash App, things like that. And uh, Facebook has its own... Uh, payments portal which is the same it's the same deal so once that money's gone there's there's not a ton we can do Uh, we will work on your behalf as much as we can at the bank but be very very careful and that's what we're saying we know you're going to use it uh, but be very careful and what we're trying to do is just make you aware of the things people will do Mm -hmm. to try to get your money and it's it's a it's a scary world but we're also as a bank working on a lot of ways to make those rail that that faster payments p2p rail safer correct
1: yeah, and I mean, you look at the Federal Reserve also working on, and and here's the thing: I I feel like you're going to run into yes, the technology is out there where someone was going to come along and, and make that possible. Um, you know, Feds a little bit behind. They these they, things they have to play it's, out. It's the they, federal
0: government. It is what it is.
1: Right, and but they also have to. They've got to work through a lot more.
0: In Regulation, safe.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, obviously, it's taking them longer to, to get this going because they're wanting to make sure that that this kind of thing doesn't happen whenever you try and buy a $600 Shih Tzu from somebody online.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, Before you get schnookered. Yes. That's, that's a great point because we are so regulated. And I will say this. Sometimes it's frustrating as a bank, but rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Um, we're regulated, and we're regulated to the point that you are very protected as the consumer. the The laws are on the consumer side when you're dealing with a financial institution. Uh, these third party providers are not as regulated as we are, right? And which is why they
1: were able to get get us they to did this it point faster yeah, than we did. Exactly. It's not
0: that we didn't want to. Yeah, it's that we couldn't. And yes. there's a reason why we couldn't. But we're getting close. Mm-hmm. And us as a bank, I think we're very close. Again, the Zelle embed on our app will will allow us to help you fight some of your fraud. We'll have more details on that coming up. Uh, but also some faster rails with real-time payments through the Fed. Fed Now, which should launch in 2022. Some banks are already testing it now. Right. Uh, and, and that will be a faster rail for instantaneous payments that runs through the Federal Reserve. Right. Which hopefully can cut down on some of this fraud, and you should fall under some of the bank fraud protections like that. Yeah. But it's the same reason we tell you not to stuff mattress or uh, money into your mattress. I was going to say mattress under your pillow. But that, don't, it's always I, like that It's always like
1: that Your mattress Hopefully is always under Always your under pillow. your pillow
0: If your pillow's under your mattress you, You've got an issue You're sleeping wrong you're, At you're that under, point You're under the bed If you're under the bed You're yeah, doing it you're wrong You're under the bed My the dog, dog
1: sleeps under our bed All the time So, so there's
0: a <laughs> lot A lot of fur down there and yes. Things. yes It's yeah. very nice
1: Yep So That's why we got the Roomba it goes under there The Roomba right? Yeah Roomba solid Picks up shout, out Roomba. shout
0: out Roomba Shout out Roomba Wilbur Yeah So I mean listen At some point Banks will have a real time payments Option Like a real one Right safe we already have the Roomba, so you're, you know, but we ask you to not, you know, we, you know, what did we say back during the pandemic when people got a little scared about the banks? We, The message we reiterated was your money is safer here than it is stuffed under your mattress. Right. The reason being is that if there's a house fire, something tells me your insurance company is not going to cover the $2,000 know, $2, that you've right. stuffed in your you're mattress. I got my insurance, but I'm pretty sure if I call and say, hey man, my bedroom burnt, had sixty grand under my bed.
1: No, let's go with the real situation that you were in. Blake was a tornado. Uh, yeah, the the tornado that hit Jonesboro yeah. last year during the pandemic. Blake's house was significantly damaged from that. Yes. Now, if you'd had your, I mean, windows busting out and stuff like that, things blew around I don't significantly. Need I do to bring this back up and no, put you no, through that's the fine. trauma. That's of fine. It. I can talk about it. But yeah. you know, okay, had you been the house a couple houses down that was gone and you had stuffed fifty thousand dollars into your mattress, that fifty thousand dollars is gone.
0: It's going to be. In you know Bono, yeah, or wherever they found a lot of things. Right. Think about how far stuff was yes, found after absolutely. that tornado, and that's that's exactly right because your insurance company comes in and they're going to say, "All right, this, this." I mean, they already and ask then, enough questions <laughs> about the rug that I had, <laughs> right? Much less if I said, "Hey, I had I had sixty grand under my bed." They're like, well, "Okay, yeah, me sure, too. me too, buddy." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, so I mean, that's what I'm saying. So it's it's the same thing though, right? Right, like you sending just sending six hundred dollars to somebody on a P2P app with no consumer protection is no different than you walking to a dude on the street corner who says, hey, if you'll hand me $600 cash right now, I'm going to drive back to my house and bring you the dog. Yeah. You would go, uh-uh. Uh-huh. Show right. me the dog. You know, and that's that's what we're talking about. Right. And it, it's, again, you're going to use these apps. We're not saying not use these apps. I'm not even saying that they're, they're. I can't vouch for their security, but I'm not saying that they're insecure as, in terms of, or unsecure, I guess would be the word, based off of their Login credentials. They're insecure. I am insecure <laughs> about my English vocabulary today, but you know I, what I am saying is that you were susceptible to scams because it's no different than using cash. And if you'll think of it that way, right? If you'll think of that concept, like this is just like handing somebody cash. Yeah. Then you you'll probably be okay.
1: Oh, I had um, so I don't know why I did this because I am horrible at softball, but I did sign up for a. Adult League Softball.
0: Using my glove. Yeah. By the way, I didn't thank have a you glove. For, I
1: did not have a glove. I don't know what I was thinking again. Um, but the the guy who kind of spearheaded all of it, uh, had sent had told us to like he's like, Oh, just Venmo me or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, your your payment for you know, we were doing T shirts and like right. you have the registration and stuff like that. So it was like sixty five bucks or something like that. And his name is I know him as Todd, and I looked up his stuff, and it said Samuel, and I'm like, I don't, so yeah. I had to mess, I'm like, hey, I'm just double-checking that this is you before I send $65 to some, p- Samuel, I don't know who that, he's like, no, that's my first name, but yes, that is, that is the correct one, that is, you know, and he sent me a screen grab of his, so I knew that it was, but it'd be easy to be like, oh, I don't know a Samuel, uh, but here's, this is Todd, this one's Todd, and then send it to the wrong person. Yeah. And, and then at that point,
0: you're at the mercy of whoever is, yeah. t- that Todd was.
1: Yeah.
0: Hopefully he's a good guy and he sends it back. Yeah. But he's under no obligation to do that. Right. And sometimes people, there's just another scam you'll see, people will send money to you via Venmo and say it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Can you send it back? Yes. And what they've actually done is they've reported that charge to Venmo. And right. And accidental. Your money, your money will come out of there. You'll send them 600 and they'll never send you it back. Right. So be very careful of that too. If somebody That was what
1: we were talking about earlier was the – the way that people try and scam you by mm-hmm. sending you money. If, if random money shows up in your account.
0: Yeah. yeah, I would be very, it might be Allison paying the wrong softball person, yeah. but it's probably not. So if somebody says, Oh man, I accidentally dumped $300 into your account. Will you send that back to me? I, I'd wait a minute. Yeah. And Report and, and contact it to, your bank. Contact your contact bank. Contact, contact VIMO
1: contact. Yeah. And I'm,
0: Jana Dower and the crew over there, and she's like investigator. Yes. Central. They'll get to the bottom of it, but don't just don't just send it back. And I'm not saying just hang on to somebody's money. Like, if it's your buddy, right? It's like, oh, okay, I'll send it back to you. But if you don't know this person, if a random
1: person sends you money, especially in a large dollar amount, and then says, "Oh no, I sent it to the wrong Allison," they probably did not. They yep. probably intentionally did that. And but they're looking f- to before you
0: do that. They're looking to snooker buddy. you. They're, you're going to get snookered in a hurry. So poor Angela. I wonder if she ever got her dog. Well,
1: not let's that one. Because it was let's
0: scroll down on this thing and see says this is after doing her due diligence she did finally get a puppy from a reputable breeder
1: there we go what's the puppy's name?
0: Uh, let me see here
1: if they don't give the puppy's name in this story I'm going to be angry
0: Fifi you're making that up no 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 I I did make that up But it doesn't say I don't think I don't think it says the name of the dog it doesn't but it's it's a a good looking dog I mean no I was about to say I'm not going to say something it's because then there's gonna be people mad, and it's gonna be everything else. I was gonna say something. It's a cute dog. Okay. No, they definitely don't give the dog's name in this. I don't think. Boo. Good article to that. Such
1: point. a well-written article, and Very you well lost written, me without having the. But dog's they do name have on. a
0: nice picture of the dog, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Angie, Angie I think she goes by Angie. says courtesy, if Angie can't get. So Angie got her dog from a reputable breeder. Good. But, I mean, but she
1: also was out um, at this yeah, point fifteen hundred dollars. I think at
0: some point. Um, she maybe she had some insurance or something that was able to cover some of that, yeah. but it was a very prolonged process. May,
1: well, okay, yeah, and you you might be able to recover that, but it, like Blake said, it's going to be a prolonged process of you going through all this stuff. And better to be just kind of cautious and absolutely on the front end and
0: absolutely. And keep again, that we're we're working on some different things with different you know faster rails of payments and. Um, to maybe help keep you safe. But again, you know, they're out there. They're good to use. They're great tools. You know, we're not going to tell you that they're not, but just be safe. And again, I would say the rule to abide by is treat it just like you're handing somebody cash. Yes. Because it is. It's it's roughly the same thing. Right. And we we don't want you to lose your money. That's what we're here for. Correct. Anything else? I think that's it. All right. Well, we thank you for joining us. Hopefully we, I don't know if we confused you or made it better or helped out, but... Um, be on the
1: lookout for the Zell Embed and the First National Bank yes. app. The First Anywhere app soon i don't know if we've got a exact time date on that yet
0: but it may be early 2022 yeah uh going back to things that it you know it takes a minute yep but we're going to be safe about it we're going to do it the right way and you can trust when we do that yep it'll be good for you there so Uh, we appreciate you tuning in thanks for listening to first take the least boring banking podcast first national bank is member fdic equal housing lender i'm blake i'm allison
1: see ya bye